We interrupt your broadcast to bring you an episode from the Stephen or Else Network of Truly Epic Podcast. Find more shows at StephenOrElse.com. You're listening to the Superman Super Show, episode number 40, The Slot Machine Racket. Hello, and welcome to the Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name is Ed, and a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. Hello. I was not, I'm not going to do all four ports. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> hello. So what is that, the Three Stooges bit? Yeah. Right? Is that who did that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have a question in our, in our banter portion here. Okay. Uh, in regards to something that you put on the forum, I don't know, sometime this week, um, that you were going to read uh, on the Marvel service next month, or, or the DC service next month, and on the Marvel service in six months, these books yep. that are coming out this week. Yep. So my question is this. I pay attention to uh, digital novels, to ebooks, mm-hmm. but in relation to the physical book, I don't know. So my question is this: Is this same physical digital divide in prose as it is in comic books? It is not. Um, comic books and really, I guess, movies, as far as I know, are the only forms of entertainment because. Music uh, and prose novels, uh, or just word books in general, yeah, they they are typically digital and physical same day. Okay. With that being said, bookstores are for prose what comic book shops are for comic books. If bookstores, which it's my understanding coming out of the pandemic, Independent bookstores, the number of independent bookstores are on the rise. People are opening new independent bookstores. So the bookstore numbers are rising, and they're not bitching and whining about that same day physical. Why are comic book shops not in that boat, but in the, oh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, you'll sink us boat to where we have to wait? And here's the thing. Digital comic books are released for sale same day that the that the um, physical comic books are released. Okay, they just don't go over to the to either the DC or the Marvel app where you oh. spend a certain amount a month okay. or a year to read okay. all you want. That's, uh, but okay. the reason for that is because of our independent local comic book stores. Um, they don't. They don't want that happening because they think it 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 will take away from their sales, which it's not gonna. It's it just not. It's you know we could we could do an entire podcast about digital versus um, physical comic book sales and how um, it's it's funny whenever I see folks talking about that online, the the people who buy physical comic books. They don't, they don't do the digital and they will, they get pissed off that digital's even out there. Right. And right. like, I don't care if it's digital, I'm going to get it at the comic book store. So digital isn't net, digital is only winning over the people that probably weren't going to the comic book store anyway, right. because of expense or not wanting to get out and all that crap. Uh, so yeah. And, and from what I understand when places like Comixology first started, uh, 
digital comic sales were going to be cheaper than than cover price. They were they were going to be, you know, like 50% less or something. Right. And this may be something, this may be a rumor that I read and it may not be true, but I, I feel like I've read somewhere that a, a lot of these comic book retailers, because they, you know, they're, they're almost like a union. They, they, you know, the, the distributors yeah. talk to them and they, they get their opinions and, and whatnot. But, and so some of the bigger retailers did not want comiXology selling books for less than somebody would pay for in their store. And so they didn't, which I don't know. It's, it's silly. Okay. I think if digital comics was going to destroy the local comic book store, it would have done it a long time ago. Yeah. And, and I see now where my, my thinking was off. You can buy digital comics, but I was yep. thinking of these uh, a la carte services. Yeah. Those right. are the ones that are affected because you would be able to consume much more than what you're actually paying for. Exactly. Yeah. But if you want to buy the book, you can buy it digitally on the same yep. day, just like you can buy it physically. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, because I gotcha. uh, this gotcha. week, for example, I did pick up uh, Human Target number 11. which So you wouldn't have to week. wait for it. Yeah. I've, I've been getting those when they came out anyway, even though I can now wait a month. Yeah, to read it but, on on the DC app. Uh, since I started the series, I figured I'd end the series. Um, but Doug has has mentioned in the, in the in the chat here. I agree with you, Stephen. I don't think there is any lost physical sales because of digital. No, not not yeah. now. Uh, you know, I, no. I definitely like you. I see two very distinct camps. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? definitely. And I, you know, here's the thing. I understand that fear from local comic book stores, from the independent comic book shop because it did happen with um music mm -hmm. once you could get music digitally um you know the 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 local record store unless they're kind of a niche thing dealing with vinyl yeah. or used records used. stuff like right. that they're they're more of a uh they cater to to folks who are collectors who want that physical media right which is basically the music version of a comic book store. But but the big, like Tower Records, for example, there's a great documentary out there, documentary, I said it wrong, about Tower Records, about how they were just the biggest name in music retail. And then when digital started, they made bad investments and bad but, decisions, and boom, they just, just destroyed them. But was it digital or was it Walmart? and Best Buy, and all these other places that started selling music so that while you were there purchasing other things, yeah. oh, you can also get, and you don't have to go to your specialty store anymore to get that. With, with Tower Records, that's part of it, and part of it was digital, but when you watch the documentary, they, I mean, they tell you straight out front that uh, the, the guy who owned and ran that that business, um, he, he was basically, he's like, all right, we're going to do this and we're going to open stores here and here and here and here. And he sunk a lot of money into it. And, yeah. um, because, because they were so in debt, uh, when stuff like digital sales started happening, they were not able to then sell enough to get them out from under that debt. Right. And so right. if, you know, the guy will tell you, he tells, he says right on in that documentary, you know, if we had made some better 
financial decisions, we would probably still be around. There wouldn't be as many stores. No, no. But there's always going to be people out there that want to go to a record store, plain and right. simple. Just like there will always be people out there that want to go. They, they not only do they want the physical comic books and they want to hold them in their hands and they want to put them in a bag and a board. They want to go to a place where other like-minded people have gathered. You know, want to go to a place where people know their name. That's right. Not to drink, to read. Nope. To, to drink in the comic goodness. All right. Today, folks, and Doug live with us, we're looking at the slot machine racket, which appeared in Superman number five. This is the first story from Superman number five. The first of four, I think, original stories, which is the most so far in an issue of Superman, and I think will be an ongoing thing that the- Ish- Issue four had four new stories. Oh, did it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's where it started. And Doug tells us, I still get some physical issues monthly and physical collected editions of stuff I really like. Most everything else I read digital now because it's more convenient. Yes, preach it, son. And I don't have to store them. Oh, preach it. That, that, that'll preach. Yeah, I mean, I'm the perfect example. Uh, the only reason I started reading comics again was because of digital. Because- right. um of places like Comixology Unlimited and the Marvel app. Yep. And yeah, I do get the occasional new issue digitally, but I don't, I don't frequent the stores anymore. I don't like to get out. So they weren't getting my business anyway. Anyway, right. But now yeah. they're getting a portion of your business, at least. The, the comic book companies are, the, the yeah. stores are. Yeah, not. that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, any, anybody out there listening to me, I don't mean to offend you. But I'm not worried yeah. about the comic book stores. That's that's your issue. That's not my that's, issue. That's, yeah, that's you know, that's so. always something that I have had an, had a problem with when people will stand up on message boards or Twitter or wherever and basically uh, l- say it's my responsibility right. to ensure that your local businesses stay in business. And it's like you've got to look, support I, your local I, comic I, shop. It's- yeah, if I had money, I would support my local business, but. I am a broke man who is trying to support three kids and a wife and some cats, and I'm going to go get my groceries where it is cheapest. I, I'm right. sorry that Walmart is an evil corporation, but, but I got to yeah. you know, do what's best for me and my family. R- real life is what it is. Exactly. Alrighty, guys. Uh, Superman 5 is written for us by Jerry Siegel. Uh, the art was by, let's see, what do I have? The pencils by Joe Schuster, although actually it was signed by Joe Schuster. I believe it was actually penciled by Paul Cassidy. Yeah, this is this, what I, what we have here on the show notes. This is taken directly. It's literally copy and pasted from Mike's Amazing World of Comics. It lists writer Jerry Siegel, artist Joe Schuster, artist Wayne Boring. So Yeah, the, the pencils are by Paul Cassidy and Wayne Boring, and then the inks are by Paul Cassidy, assuming on his stuff, uh, but also Paul Loretta, uh, assuming on Wayne Boring's part of it. And, and I noticed, I noticed real quick, there is a typo uh, in, the, in the description when you get to the name uh, Slug Kelly. Slug. It says Sug. Yes. S-U-G. It's Slug. It could have been Sug. I mean, you know, it, would it really have made a difference? It's, he's, no. Not, he's a low-life anyways. The, but yeah, yeah, not in the grand scheme. And uh, for those of you that are keeping track, Superman number five has a cover date 
of summer 1940 with an on-sale date from Mike's Amazing World of Comics uh, indicating May 10, 1940. Uh, January, February, March, April, May, June. That's kind of spring. Uh, it's not yeah. really summer, but okay. So we'll, we won't quibble. It's 1940. It was a different world. I, I said that a couple episodes ago. So, All right. And according to Mike's Amazing World, here is what happened. Angered by shopkeepers using slot machines to gain money from children, Clark, Kent, and Lois Lane visit the racketeer slug Kelly, the owner of the machines. Kelly tries to bribe the reporters to keep the story out of the newspapers. When they won't take the bribe, Kelly locks them up and forces Lois to sign a statement indicating the Daily Planet's editor, George Taylor, is a partner with Kelly. The statement is taken to a rival newspaper, The Morning Pictorial. Clark breaks out of the room he was in and confronts Kelly as Superman. He destroys the rigged slot machines and sets fire to the building. Then he rescues Lois and recovers the records of Kelly's crimes. Lois and Clark return to the planet where the story about Taylor's partnership with Kelly has turned up. Examining the records he recovered as Superman, Clark learns the location of all the slot machines. He travels around town smashing said machines. Finally, he forces a confession from Kelly, admitting that the machines were fixed. During the trial, Kelly's connection to Taylor is disproved and justice is done. And so, had a different feel to it, didn't it, Stephen? It really did. Um, there was a lot. I felt like there was just a lot going on in this story. Um, and in fact, when we get to the point where um, Slug is basically, you know, arrested or whatever for his crimes, I thought we were done. And then we get this whole other sequence with Superman going around and destroying the slot machines. So this one, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, it... Uh, it did feel it's like it it, it feel it felt to me story wise and art wise that it it kind of went up a level compared to what what has been going on before. True, true. You incorporated I, the kids, so yeah. that's you know that's a big deal for uh, anybody, any generation, anytime. When you start affecting the kids, that's yeah, you know. And I also feel, and I don't I don't know if this is true, but starting with Superman issue number four and then going into Superman issue number five, when we were reading the, the stories from Superman number four, and then now we're reading Superman number five. Um, and then you compare the action comic stories between these two. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like DC is, or the creators or whoever is putting in more time and care on the Superman stories than the action oh. comic stories. Okay. And maybe that's because Action Comics is an anthology and so the Superman stories while they are basically the the cover page now that that's why most people are buying Action Comics is for Superman at the, by this point. Uh the Superman title is Superman and Superman only. So I don't I that's plus they're only they only come out four times a year at this point. So they can right. probably spend more time on it. Okay, and to I I think in in my mind to to follow uh, the the track that you're on the action comics yes people may be buying for the Superman story but there's five or six or eight other stories yep. if the Superman story is you know right. you know yeah. but in Superman's book Superman stories have to be solid yep. because that is all you get 
And that is absolutely why people are buying this book is for yep. Superman. The, so that, yeah, that single character has to carry that entire book. Right, right. Even though it's they're shorter stories, but you know, you're going to remember. Oh man, yeah, the last time I bought Superman, it was. But with action, well, I didn't like that Superman bit. Well, that's okay. Read that story about the magician dude, or yeah. the story about the spy, or the. Yep. So yeah, and and, and you're right. I, I feel. Uh, the the stories have been striking me the same way that that you stated. They just seemed better, uh, you know, more more solid, I guess, yep. in the yeah. Superman book than in action. Yep. Um, looking at the splash page, is it me or does Superman kind of look like he's skydiving? He looks like he's skydiving. Uh, you know. Uh, he certainly isn't flying. Uh, we're not there yet anyways, but, you right. know, okay. But it's like he kind of doesn't have that jumping kind of look either. It's actually, this is almost a Spider-Man kind of pose. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you. This, to me, looks more a as far as uh, somebody maybe jumping over a building or jumping from one building to another. This looks more natural. This is kind of what I would expect over when it looks like he's running in midair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here he is. He, this looks like he has gone up and he's falling and yeah. this is how he would, he would be falling. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that right away that it's like, to me, it, uh, I'm thinking, well, it looks like he's skydiving there with the yeah. all spread out. And for those of you that, that don't have access to the book, he's, he spread out his arms and legs kind of like skydivers will when they, when they uh, are falling you know, parallel to the earth, they have that arms to go as slowly as they can. Yeah, there it is. Um, and, and that's, except rotate that like, what would that be? 90 degrees. And that's how he's been drawn here. But, um, so what else? I, oh, um, and we'll, we'll get there here in a little bit, but this is also the first mention of the morning pictor uh, pictorial, yeah. yep. which will go on, I think, to continue to be a rival rival newspaper in name of theirs. It'll, it'll be, yeah. you know, one that you can put your finger on that, that is a rival paper. Yep. Uh, okay. So uh, that, that synopsis was, was fairly solid. Um, like you indicated though, there's a lot of in between uh, interstitial kind of things that's going on. Um, I like, I like finally because it annoys me to no end. And I just, I don't bring it up because it always goes on. I don't like, and if this phrase offends anyone, I apologize, but it's a phrase that I grew up with, right or wrong. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Um, I don't like the milksop Clark Kent. It, it, yeah. it, it bothers me. The, the I get lead, it, but yeah. you know, the lead is like not a lead. It's, it's no lead. You would not follow his lead for anything. The, it, it is very, it, it's, Sometimes, you know, the, the idea behind it makes sense for, yes. you know, for him. It's like, I have to act like a coward at all times. So nobody would ever believe that I am Superman. But sometimes it's, they don't really follow that rule every single time. Um, kind of like with Lois supposedly always hating Clark. And yet there are other times where she's like, I'm going to put myself in danger because Clark may get hurt if I don't. Right. You know? And he can, um, and off the top of my head, I'm not sure if it's this story, probably this story, 
She is physically assaulted. There's plenty of things he can do that would not make him appear yeah. superhuman to protect his one. I think that I am. I am so old school. Okay, if something was being done, uh, like happens to Lois to my woman, the woman that I have, you are darn skippy. I'm going to do something. I may lose. Yep. That's yep. fine, but I'm not going to not. I, I will do something. And well, the and fact I, I, that that he just does nothing at times, yeah, I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah come on. You, the the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, I think, handled that fairly well in some situations where he would. It's almost like he would, as Clark Kent, he may do something to stop somebody in front of him that's doing something like that, but he does it in a way that looks like oops, I fell and knocked this person over and they've, they've hit their head and now they're unconscious, you know, exactly. like a cl- clumsy Clark, you know, stuff you know, like there, that. He, he has superpowers. There are yeah. so many things that he could do with his breath, with his eyes, with super speed, with it, just all of these things, but he does nothing. And I'm like, oh yeah. You, and that you, you're a coward dog. That's exactly <laughs> yes. what that is. You're a yes. coward. Yeah. Uh, and I, I made I made some notes about this story, and my first one actually has to do with that a bit because um, looking at page three, uh, panel three, so the they, there were some there were kids in that store. Uh, the guy had enticed them in. Come use my slot machine, and maybe you'll win a bunch of money. And then uh, after they lose all their money. Uh, most of the kids decide to stay to try to win their money back. But one right. of them says, no, I got to get to school. I don't want to be late. I can't, you know, the other kids, okay. oh, we're going to play hooky. But this kid is so upset or in a daze or whatever, he walks out into the street and is almost hit by a car. And Clark actually thinks to himself, all right, I I can't just let this happen. I have to do something, even if it exposes myself. And he right. jumps out and tackles the kid and saves him, right? Well. I made a note here that in panel three, like this dude comes up and goes, you have nerves of steel. And mm-hmm. Clark thinks to himself, they've no inkling of my true identity yet. I found that the use of the word yet very interesting. Like he knows that eventually they're going to find out that he is Superman. They'll figure but it out. for now, he has to stick with, with this. And so what's he do? He faints. He's yeah. like, oh. And then when he wakes up, oh, what? I put my life in danger. Oh my goodness. You know, (laughs) which is pretty silly. What he had done, uh, again, for those of you that don't have the the story is he tackled the child that was going to be hit in such a way that the truck passed over them. He he split the tires and the the truck just drove, drove by. And then when they're congratulating him and talking to him and it's, it's almost like I did what? Yeah. You know, and then he falls back into that um, yeah. milk, milk sop, uh, fop, yeah. uh, wh- whatever, however you want to describe right. it, cowardly, I guess, to, yeah. to try to not insult anybody. Because um, we even uh, have Lois at that point is like, wow, Clark, just when I thought that you were not a man, you finally do something. And yep. he's, oh, I fainted. <laughs> but but then when when he wakes back up, yeah, she's like, oh, correction. I must have been out of <laughs> right. my mind to believe yep. you had any spunk in you. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. It re- reverts right back to type uh, immediately. So so much so that she escorts him to a um, foods gen general Jensen's. I guess that's the name of the the store, Jensen's Foods, um, to get a, a nerve tonic of some sort. Yeah, that yeah. The, I the wondered that the store gives I, him was speculating what they because my immediate thought was let's get something you know in you and i'm thinking oh is she gonna go get him drunk or something are they yeah. gonna down some whiskey and but they never i don't think they actually no. say what it is he's drinking she got him a coca-cola yeah that's there you go yeah. um do you mind if i just kind of go through my notes no. real quick there's just a go couple right of them um on page five panel four i it just makes me laugh so hard whenever this is a perfect example of it lois confronts the bad guy and gets all up in his face and she threatens him. Yeah, we're going to make sure that the Daily Planet does this and you're going to... I can't remember what she says, but the guy comes around the desk all all angry and then gets in Clark's face. Oh, yeah? yeah? Is that what you're going to do? Because yeah. he's obviously not going to push around Lois. No, he's and not going to so hit poor a Clark is like, what am I, what's happening? Um, and then while that's happening, if you notice... So he comes around the, uh, so in panel four, the guy comes around the desk, is that so? And gets in Clark's face and Clark's like, gulp? Well, in a way, I guess it is. And so then panel five, despite the fact that the guy is just like, all right, well, how about I give you a bribe, you know, at that point? He's calmed down within the span of a panel. And yet Clark is cowering behind Lois and it looks like, because he's he's clutching her arm like he's it using her as a like human he's, shield. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, exactly. Her in front. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I just was like, "Wow, Clark, come on." Um, I loved when so they they of course they won't take the bribe. So the guy has his henchmen lock both of them up separately, and then of course while Clark is behind his locked door, he puts on his Superman costume and he bursts out, and there's just this. It's like a page and a half of him just barreling through this this building or whatever it is, you know, and he's just destroying slot machines and he's ripping doors off hinges. And he's like, I wrote down specifically, he is like a force of nature yep. during that scene because he's there. There's not one panel where he's not like and looks like he's in full sprint and he's just destroying things. Um, the last note I had page seven, panel four. Superman smacking the bullet back at the gunman. A gunman fires a shot at him and Superman just swats the bullet out of the air and knocks it back to the guy and the bullet shoots the, the gun out of the guy's hand. I thought that that was pretty cool. And it the way it's drawn, it looks like he backhands it. He just mm-hmm. like pap and just knocks the bullet back. I thought that was every once in a while they put in something like that. That's just like, all right, that was pretty cool. That's all that that's all I had. Those are the only notes I I took. Okay. Um the page after that, holding the two machine guns barrel to barrel. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, and and the, it, the men weren't hurt. They they were firing right. um or they were getting ready to fire, but once he had the the ends of the barrels together, they fired obviously. Nobody got hurt or anything. No, no, it right. it messed up the machine guns. Looks like they're um I believe the, the Thompson uh, submachine yep. guns with the big yep. round uh, cartridges on them, the barrel or whatever those are called. Um, a, a narcotic gas grenade 
Yeah, and because of I found that sequence really really weird, and I wonder if when uh you know like well let's the Marvel method for example, mm-hmm. they would just basically tell the artist, all right, this is what is going to happen in the book, and so the artist would kind of do their do their own storyboards basically. They'd put in all the action, and then the writer would go back and kind of based on what the artist had done, they would fill in the the script and the narration. Right, right. Well, this sequence, I I feel like when Clark passes out from the gas, um, that the writer is like, oh, well, the gas actually wouldn't affect him. So I'm going to put this little word balloon in here where he's thinking, I'll play unconscious just for laughs. And the only reason I think that is because after he passes out just for laughs and they attack him with axes and bats and stuff and nothing happens to him. There's a moment where he sits up and he's got his hand on his head. Like he's dizzy, like, Oh, what's going on? And I don't understand why he would continue at that point with, I'm still going to pretend. Right. And then I'm, you know, cause that the whole, I'm going to do this for laughs doesn't really pay off in any you know, it's not like he jumps up and goes, ha ha, I was tricking you or anything like that. So yeah. just that panel of him sitting up and holding his head like he just woke up makes me feel like the artist saw that, you know, all right, I'm going to make him pass out because of the gas grenade. And the writer's like, no, that wouldn't affect him. So I got to I got to put this little blurb in here. Right. Explain. To, to make up for that. Yeah. yeah. And this scene um, in the next story are the first two times that anybody takes an axe to him and right. finds out that it doesn't work. Yep. But they do it again yep. in the next story uh, in a in a different for a, for a different yeah. reason, but the the effect on the axe of Superman's body is exactly the same. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah. yeah. I I really enjoyed I could see that. I could see the motion of that happening if this was like an animated feature um cuz the, the 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 grenade hits in one panel, the next panel, he's on his back. Right. And then the panel after that, there, there's like three guys around they're, him just pummeling on him with yeah. axes and stuff. And I could just, I could see that in a cartoon, just suddenly they swarm him and they're just like, <laughs> bam, 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 bam. It, yep. just, it, it, it made me laugh out loud when I, when I read that, got to that panel. Um, putting, putting the torches out with his hands. That was something a little <laughs> different. We've not, yep. we've not seen that before. Um, the, the, Stopping the vault door by putting his fingers in it, it's, yep. it's, which is reminiscent. It, it struck me when I read the next story. But reading this one, I was like, oh, well, that's – but then the next story, they show that he is super strong down to his fingers as well. Yep, yep. Which, yeah. you know, we've, we've never seen the, uh, the, the minutia of being invulnerable, just yeah. – you know, shoot here in the chest or the, but now they're hitting him with stuff and he's, he's yep. blocking a vault door from closing with his finger. I mean, he's, he's getting his fingers jammed in there and of course it's not going to hurt yeah. him. And that was, and I liked how that was actually a trap because mm-hmm. the guy's like, no, don't go in the vault and tries to slam the door. And so of course, what does Superman do or what is, yeah, what does Superman do? He stops the, the vault from being locked goes inside and the guy's like ha ha and he shuts the door and locks yep. it on him. Yeah, here finally we have a bad guy who's not he's not a supervillain, he's just a regular thug who is thinking a little bit more yeah. in dealing with 
all of the things Superman can do and, and the things yeah. that don't hurt him. And he's, he, it's almost like he's, he's making a list. Tried this, yep. you know, kind of like he's, Luther, kind of like the humanite have done. Yeah. Tried this, no. Tried that, no. He, and and he's he's going down through these things like he's looking for something that works. We have all of these different attempts to injure him. None of them do he, anything. Yeah, he's definitely not stupid. Mm-mm. But there is one thing that he does near the end that uh, if he hadn't done it, he... he he didn't let his pride take over because yeah. they had, he had, you know, he'd come up with a plan so that they could get out of town mm-hmm. and, you know, go on the lamb. But as they're heading out, ta- out, of the, out of town, they see one of the shopkeepers taking one of the slot machine out of the, out of the shop. The guy doesn't want it in his shop. He was forced to put it in there. That's, that was the whole thing with this is that slug Kelly. It's almost like they were, they were. Uh, doing a protection racket, but it's like you will put these slot machines in right. your store, or your store will mysteriously burn down, or something like that. Well, some of the shopkeepers were okay with it, but this was one who didn't want it in his store. And so finally, the guy's just like, "Screw this!" and he starts pulling the slot machine out, and they just happen to be driving by. And had Slug Kelly just went like, "Look," because he goes, "All right, we got to stop and do something about this," and his men are like. No, boss, we got to get going. And had he not stopped, they pro- he probably could have gotten away. Yep. And and they have Lois with them at that point, too. Yeah. So he'd have gotten away is, with Lois. Is this the one where is I don't think this is the one where Superman is hanging on the side of the car. No, no that's the next. No, one. Okay, that's no. the next story. Okay. Um in the synopsis though, it did say Superman set fire to the building and he didn't. It wasn't him. Not Yeah, not really. I I Maybe they're just trying to blame it on him because he didn't fully extinguish both torches or something. Well, but he did. It, it said he put them out with his hand. But then in that one panel, meanwhile, in the adjoining room, one of the fire brands sets the building up. It's like oh, yeah. Superman yeah, 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 yeah. put them out. So, I mean, yep. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, the, the, he, he has the plan and the plan is working and all they have to do is get out of town and – uh, short of Superman going out of town and finding them, they're they're gold, you know. Yeah. But it's like, no, here here's somebody that's that's not doing what I told him to do, and I'm going to stop and reprimand him for. And Superman happens happens to be in the area because he's hunting down all the different places where they uh, the slot machines were put, and this is the next one on his list. So it's 100 percent coincidence. And he literally pops out of nowhere. The, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Slug gets out of his car and he goes up to the shopkeeper and he's like, going to get rid of my machine, eh? I'm going to give you the beating of your life. And the shopkeeper's like, no, don't strike me, please. And then suddenly Superman is there, surprised. And I, I love he just, he, he, uh, basically the, so Slug is about to punch the shopkeeper in yeah. the face. Superman drops out of the sky, puts his hand in between him so that Slug punches his hand which in essence is like punching a steel wall. Right. Um, And then Clark just picks him up, throws him back in the car and actually says back into that car and then lifts the car up and uh, jumps at the, to the top of a school building, pulls him out of the car, dangles him over the roof of the school building and makes him confess to all the kids that he rigged the slot machines. They were never going to win. Just so funny. 
blocking that punch from Slug, uses his hand again. Yeah. S- small, you know, small yep. part of his body to, sh- uh, to to show that he's invulnerable. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, it, Superman has brought these bad guys in. And it's worked in the past, but apparently yeah. this time it doesn't work because <laughs> they say, sorry, we can't hold them unless there are witnesses who overheard. Well, I'm your witness. I yeah. overheard it. No, that's not good enough. So instead yeah. of Superman's word, we'll take the word of kids. I don't care how yeah. many kids they are, but they're kids. Yep. It's like, oh, oh okay, guys. Well, they didn't, they didn't understand back then how uh, kids can be influenced. You know, the whole thing with, what was it, in the 80s where um, there was the whole panic that um, kids were telling uh, their, their parents or whatever that their teachers were – uh, making them do satanic rituals yeah. and there was all this investigation. And then you found out that uh, never happened. They were being influenced by the investigators into right. saying all this stuff. Right. Yeah. They didn't realize they were saying the wrong things. So, yeah. They didn't know all that back then. So, uh, so anyways, that's, that's where that, so, so that, so that's where they leave Superman in Metropolis is not believing his word, but taking the word <laughs> of a, of a bevy yeah. of children. Uh, yep. Over over his, you know, and so yep. it's like, oh, okay, well then, yeah, then you're right, Superman. We believe the story. We don't believe you. We believe them, yeah. but we believe the story that you were telling us now. Or, or maybe they were finally getting to the point where they're like, all right, well, I mean, I believe you, but a jury will never oh, convict him okay. because you know you forced the confession out of him, and you're the <laughs> only one that heard. <laughs> yeah, coer- coercion, coerced, yeah. right? Yeah, never never happened before, but now yeah. all of a sudden it's like Well, yeah. and regardless how many people heard the confession, he still coerced it. He still threatened to kill the guy if he didn't yes. confess. Tell so, him or I'll drop you. Yeah, exactly. So regardless, it's still not going to hold up in court. Uh, which which is not the first time that's happened. He Right. I, that's I his think just about every story he coerced somebody. Yeah. That's his MO. That's his that's his that's his number one move. Confess or I will I can, kill you. You've seen what I can do. Do you want me to do that to you? Yeah. You know, basically that's it. So oh man. District attorney's worst nightmare is Superman. <sighs> yes. Yes. Um okay. I I I think I'm out of out of stories to yeah. share about the story. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next week. I'm Ed, that's Steven, and this has been the Superman Super Show. Ciao. Bye. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at Soup's Super Show. That's at S-U-P-S Super Show. And continue the conversation at the Super Show Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics Magazine.